Hey you guys, hope you're well. I just wanted to take this opportunity and let you know about our amazing new business scalability scorecard. So have you ever wondered if, you've, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you want to grow and scale the business but not sure how, and you're looking for some advice and you're looking for some strategies about how you could effectively grow and scale your business, well, this is your opportunity. We have actually created an amazing uh, business scalability scorecard. It takes you around seven to eight minutes, and at the end of that, it will actually create a report of all of the things that you're doing particularly well in and the things that you need to make improvements to your business. And uh, it's a great tool and a great asset for your business. To get free access to that, go to bit.ly forward slash business hyphen scalability hyphen scorecard. Go there, go now. Take care, see you soon. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hi, Adam. How are you today? Good, doing good yourself. I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, started the day with some clubhouse uh, talks, which were amazing about empowerment in black communities. So I'm like all powered up. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, Adam. I always start with some uh, with some storyline. Who is Adam? And I'm not just uh, curious here about your work side, but also the personal side. Share a little bit about yourself. Who is Adam? Um, well, Adam's been in entrepreneurship since the age of 11. We grew up, obviously, being British. I'm from the UK. We didn't really have a, a lot, if I'm honest with you, when we grew up. We're not, I'm not the type of person that was kind of given everything as a child. In fact, quite the opposite. So um, some weeks it will be even very difficult to even get the very basics, milk and bread, to even feed ourselves because uh, we lived off the state and it just, you know, it was, it, life was quite tough. And, you know, uh, being a single parent, my mum was a single parent at the time, couldn't work. Um, it, it was difficult, you know, with two young boys growing up, including myself. Um, and interestingly enough, we started off, um, we started off, uh, when we started off, we, we started off with a, in a top floor flat which was like a, an apartment which was about four floors up but then we moved across town and so i'd already started off my first sort of real business I, I started collecting golf balls that was where it all started for me but then i needed to change tact when essentially we moved across town because it was just too far to travel and so one of the things that i had to do straight away is i had to think to myself how can I help contribute towards like the household right now? What can I do? Right. This is, this is me at the age of 11. Okay. So what I started to do is I started to, we lived on this big, massive housing estate and some of them were townhouses, which are like three floors up. Some of them were apartments, some of them semi-detached houses. And there was one thing that I noticed on a Sunday and on a Sunday, um, it was the fact that some people were washing their cars 
and other people just hated washing their cars. So I decided one day I was going to go around with the same bucket that I collected the golf balls with, going around, knocking on people's doors and asking them if they wanted their cars washed. So, and it's interesting how this worked because I always found that the houses with the free floors, which were the townhouses, those were the ones that always said yes. And the guys or the people that lived in the apartments or the houses, they generally say no. And uh, it wasn't like, it was just a general observation. So literally, I didn't have any money, by the way. I just had my bucket. I didn't have enough money for soap. I got I got some money together for a sponge, so I had like a like a car jumbo sponge, and then they'd fill up my bucket. We'd wash. I'd wash the car, and it was such a busy Sunday. Literally, I got so busy in such a short period of time. I had to get my brother in at the same time. We ended up doing double the amount of the car, splitting fifty fifty, and then giving some of that some of that money towards my mom's uh, uh, weekly groceries. So for me, that's when it really really began. Really sort of hustling and bustling at the at the very beginning, and um, you know, and that's where it's kind of given me that taste of appetite. One thing that I really learned, actually, Andrea, is when I was knocking on the doors. Um, because it was like cold to cold selling, right? Hey, do you want a car wash? Hey, do you want a car wash? Hey, do you want a car wash? No, 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 no. Like you get for every someone that you knock on the door, you're gonna get six or seven no's. But for me, being a young boy, I'm like, okay, no worries, and then just walk on, right? But us, us entrepreneurs and business people, we tend to do take it really, really badly sometimes when someone says no. It might not necessarily mean no. It might necessarily mean no now, but it might not necessarily mean no later on down the line. And we become very what I call emotionally attached to the outcome. And uh, and then it and then you start to eat into your subconscious mind. You start to th think to yourself, "Oh, am I good enough? Uh, am I? You know, uh, what, what are people doing judging me and things like that?" So all the start limiting beliefs start to kick in. But actually. All of that things is is a completely irrelevant. The re the reality is is that not everyone is lining up to buy your product or service. The reality is is that is that you just got to keep going, right? You just got to keep going. You're gonna get some, you're gonna get some no's. And for me, when I was doing my car washing, this is where I this is what I learned really really quickly. Every ten for every ten knocks, I'd get one or two yeses, and then I would just continue to go. go right? It's exactly the same in business, ladies and gents. Right? Nothing changes right that's the way it is um and uh it's the same with uh i went to elite um elite athletics uh in distance running and um and and that was a great experience because that's where i met my former training partner who's the current world and olympic world champion in five and ten thousand meters um and then obviously uh grew up into uh <laughs> believe it or not because again Everything that I did was I supported myself, like college, school, university, paid for everything, literally myself, no family support, zero mentors, zero coaches. So I had to go out and, and, and really kind of, I wouldn't say fend for, for, my, for myself, but really kind of earn the right to be able to uh, move forwards, really. So, um, and, you know, I, I'm enjoying life. I'm here in the Mediterranean and, you know, I love what I do and I love working with um entrepreneurs and, and six to seven figure professional business owners uh, in helping them to establish what well, in order to help to them to establish more around 
values driven, purpose driven, fun, impactful businesses. That's what we do. That's what we create. Cheers. I love I love the story. And, and I think it's as Gita, Gita said that it's really inspiring, like uh, hearing this kind of stories. And then she's saying thank you. And Christian, your old friend is also here. <laughs> <laughs> she's following you so she's also tuning in Hello. and uh, Sridona is also here so thank you very much for the for everyone who is tuning in and i think the part that i'm really curious about it in these stories there are there are all there's always a difference between people who have courage or who doesn't have the courage so i'm interested in the point that that makes people uh, curious and encourageable enough to start something like that at an, at a young age, because that is the difference between someone who makes a success in business and and not. So, what what is the trigger for you if you have to explain that one moment that what triggered you to take the courage and go out as a kid? Like, what's the motivation behind? Well, the question is is the question is you have to ask yourself is what do I got to lose? That, that's the only question you have to ask yourself is what have I got to lose? What have I got? I've got everything to gain and everything to lose. If I don't do this, okay, then what are the consequences? Well, nothing changes. If I'm, if I do move forwards and I step out of my comfort zone, then guess what? Things could potentially change. Doors could potentially open. The universe could reward me, whatever it might be, but you got to kind of look at it and weigh it up here. Rather than thinking to so you, rather than giving yourself excuses uh, or BS about trying to talk yourself out of it, because really the only way that you can move forward and learn and grow is by getting yourself out of the comfort zone. That's the only way you can do it. I think that's a, that's a great tip to to just just to what you have to lose. There are other people in many many other kind of situation which is much worse than yours. So just go out there and try it and do it and. We say try and fail, try and fail in Hungary. Exactly. <laughs> Go and. <Yeah. laughs> and I really love your background as an athlete, as a dancer. I'm really resonating with this part of yours. Uh, mm. Tell me, what did you learn from being an athlete? What did it give you as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a person? How did sport and athletics make your life more fulfilled? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I actually started off in athletics, um, believe it or not. I wasn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was bad at sport, but I would, I would say I was an average Joe, right? I wasn't particularly great. Um, and it was purely because I was asthmatic. So, you know, every time I, I, I did something like running, I would have, <laughs> I'd have an asthma attack or something like that, you know? So I'd have so something happen, something bad would happen to me. I wasn't conditioned uh, to think like that. But, you know, within six months of, um, of training and persevering, my asthma completely disappeared. And so what did that give me? Well, I also lost my hair through alopecia at the age of 10, which was a year before I started athletics. So as you can imagine, as a young kid, um, you know, confidence is king, right? And it's the same in business, right? The more that you do something, the more confident that you become, okay? It's a bit like, um, it's a bit like uh, if I asked you to uh, do, uh, I don't know, 20 press-ups a day, right? Generally, most people aren't very good at press-ups at, at the beginning. But then after weeks of perseverance, you might start with five, then you increase to six, and you increase to eight, and so forth. As you start to do that, you, 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 your body starts to get conditioned, right? And uh, it's exactly the same with uh, with athletics. 
firstly, firstly, it gave me increased confidence, right? Confidence as a person, confidence to stand up for myself and can up and, and, and confidence to just not take shit from anybody else. Cause I was bullied a lot as a kid. Um, so that's the first thing. Secondly, um, persistence, right? You've got a, or what I like to call it is call it tenacity, right? So the ability to be able to, if you're being knocked down time and time and time and time again, right? Okay. It's the ability to be able to get back up every single time. Now, on most occasions, once you get knocked down that many times, some people give up, right? And then they go back to what they know best, which is go back to the job or whatever it might be. But persistence. But the biggest thing I would say is this, your mindset. Because if you don't have a if you don't have a, a springboard, if you don't have a foundation to condition a mindset, okay, to be able to take things forward, okay, you're just not cut up to be. If anyone tells you, you know what, Andrea, running a, a business or being an entrepreneur is easy. I, I call that BS because I can tell you now, apart from parenting as well, because I'm a parent, um, running a business is the second hardest things you will ever do in your entire life. And uh, if you want to earn your first 100,000 uh, $100, US dollars, it's one of the most hardest things that you can potentially do. First 100,000. Between 100,000 and uh, a million, it's a bit easier. And, and then when it gets to a million, it then starts to struggle again. And that's where these cycles um, really, really kick in and things like that. But listen, uh, mindset was that. And then the last thing I think for me um, was, um, for me, it is self-discipline. You know, so habits, uh, if you look at all the different habits of successful entrepreneurs and uh, athletes, they're uh, the habit of discipline. They've de developed the, the, the habit of discipline of being able to just get their head down, get super laser focus and get GSD as I like to get, get stuff done, right? <laughs> and uh, the more, the see, we're in what, May? We're in May now, which is kind of crazy just how time flies by. We've completed so much stuff. Our team has just flown like there's no tomorrow. And we've created this culture of like excellence within our business and people feel empowered to just get on with things without being told that it's not good enough or whatever it might be. But generally, that's what we're about. So I hope that answers your question. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. I, I guess um, if I have to share my side of dancing, it's the same. Discipline, uh, all the resilience, uh, keeping up endurance, uh, systematic thinking, uh, improvising. There are so many things that you learn from all these sports, uh, be it any kind of sport, right? Which makes you stronger yeah. physically and then mentally also and, and give you, gives you a mindset. Like you see a coach in front of you who is pushing you. So you will always have this mindset of, of growing, that you want to grow. You are curious to grow just because it's happening to you every single time when you go to train. So I really yeah. encourage people to follow Adam also and just be an athlete or be a dancer or or be anyone who does some regular sports, even running. Uh, Jag is also running, so she's saying that uh, she was a marathon runner till the age of 42, and then she got a lot from that. And, and I can see it on her because she's so energetic and so committed and so disciplined when it's 
about assignments and anything. So you can see it, how she performs. So I love this part. And, and I think we are we are really good connection here with the high performing and the, and the high performance that you are also working on helping leaders to become high performers and, and entrepreneurs to become high performers. And let's just make the definition first clear. So what is high performance in business? What do you mean un, uh, under it? And what are the steps that people have to go through to get there? Yeah, high performance to me is um, is essentially being able to achieve your potential. That's what I see as um, people. Well, we call it peak performance, peak potential, right? So that to me, that's what high performance, right? It's being able to um, excel in what you do, uh, have passion for what you do, because passion is really, really important. Because if you have more passion, you have more love, you have more alignment and your values are more um, concrete, right? So you live by those values every single day. And so, you know, that to me is what high performance is. It, it's something which is uh, created through excellence in what you do, okay? Like for me, in what, in what, in what we do in our business, in our with our team, I only hire A players. I never hire B players, C players. I only hire the best of the best because otherwise if I hire, um, be a receipt players, it's going to take them more time, it's going to cost me more money, and it's going to slow me down. And for me, speed is the currency, right? Speed and trust. Those are the two forms of currency that we have today. Speed, speed of execution. So you need to be able to execute quickly and fast. And then two, trust. Because we live in the digital nomad, digital world as such, and You've got to be able to, it, the question is not about how can I sell more? The question is not about why are people not buying my products? That's not the question. The question is how can I increase the speed of which I can develop trust with my key audience? That's the question you have to ask yourself. So that's what high performance is. Uh, <laughs> and then um, what was I going to say? There was another question I think that you asked. Can you rephrase the question again, the second part? Yes. Yeah, so after we know already what is high performance, peak performance, how, what are the steps uh, in short that people mm -hmm. have to go through to get there? Yeah. So the steps to creating high performance is number one, make sure that you are living by your values. Okay. Everyone knows what their values are generally. Um, but making sure that you're aligned to your values, but you're living by them and you're not compromising them super 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 important um so that's the first thing secondly um just make sure that you've got some decent goals right and for me what's important is that i have well i didn't bring it with me but i've got what they call a business blueprint uh that's not my business but also personal goals you have personal goals and you have business goals right so i have personal goals with my my, my spouse and my my family uh sorry a vision for, for for that and then i have a vision for my business and then and and any other projects that's going on so that's a, that's the second th second thing um thirdly for me energy right i'm a real big thing into energy right if i turn up with high energy like i am right now okay people are attracted to energy okay okay People love, there's enough negativity out there, right? Just switch on the TV and you'll see it, okay? Or listen to the radio, you'll, you'll listen to, you'll hear that. People are attracted to high energy output people because they 
breathe confidence you know so for me like when i'm when we're doing stuff together even on our podcast even on our youtube show even when we're delivering a program i make sure that the energy levels are sustained at a high level so energy is super super important um and i would say the last thing for me is getting into the zone so athletes are extremely good at getting into the zone what i mean by getting into the zone the zone is complete and personal to you right so what i mean by getting in the zone is basically if you can imagine and it's very i'll try to describe it the best way i can but the zone is essentially a place where not only are you super focused but you have the ability to be you you have the ability to give as much value without expectation but you're in really enjoying what you're doing if that makes sense right and you're super so super focused let me give an example if i'm a sprinter okay and i'm on the on the track and i'm ready to race and 200 meter sprint or whatever it might be i'm going to be looking down the lanes right i'm going to be looking down the running track i'm not going to be where I, I i don't care with what's going around with me there's just too much noise and distraction exactly the same as running a business way too much noise and distraction out there so you've got to get yourself in that zone we just actually completed um uh my third published book this week and i tell you what if i didn't get up and do the early mornings if i didn't uh persevere uh, we've been a co-collab book with some other people and bringing people together is can be very very challenging but if you don't have self-discipline then you just don't get stuff done so really important to get that that but that for me those are what i call the intricacies of high performance i think it's a great point for gita because gita was saying that that's her problem also that she's not disciplined enough and uh, she gets so sidetracked uh, very easily and i have to say that yeah today we are so much disrupted by everything else around us uh, we are pushed to be online everywhere we push to just pr produce all these tremendous amount of content and in the meantime we are forgetting about truly caring about what what matters the business itself and the structure and the strategy and the steps and the action and the in just to implement what we learn so people go to to uh, hundreds of webinars and workshops and everything and they don't implement what they learn they don't sit down and, and pace down and, and then do what it takes so i really appreciate this feedback uh adam and what what came to my mind and i wanted to ask uh, ask uh, from you is is the flow you remember from chicks and mihai mm -hmm. it's a very important thing to to be in that flow and as a dancer i'm experiencing it every time when i'm on the floor because you just don't realize the time is passing by you are just in that right moment so have you experienced the flow or is it very similar to the to the flow what you were talking about when you were exercising a uh, bit different actually um interestingly enough we were talking about flow already this week in fact on wednesday we talked about flow um i was interviewing a, a chap a good friend of mine one of our co-authors and we were talking about flow flow momentum and we were describing what flow meant and so flow is the ability to be able to go without resistance right so it's a bit like if you're going downhill on a bicycle right you don't need to worry about friction you don't need to worry about the wind trying to take you off the bike you just go right so for me um flow is about being able to move into the zone where you 
are basically super focused on a specific project. This is what flow to me is. And then I can go super fast because I'm so super pumped about the vision that I'm effectively making it happen, right? That's what flow is. That's what momentum is. And I'm then energized through the, uh, I'm energized basically from the achievements that we're, and, and let me give you an example. We, um, uh, last year we did, um, we did a huge summit, massive, massive online summit. First one ever, like huge one. Um, 31 speakers, 31 days, seven weeks uh, from idea to execution, 2,000 people, 2,100 people went through that. Um, but I was in free flow state. The reason I was in free flow state is because I was enjoying what I was doing. <laughs> it was bloody hard work, don't get me wrong, but I was loving every minute of it, literally. Um, because it's a bit like it's a bit like doing a bit of a workout, right? When when you, it becomes a really good feeling for you, um, and you get energized from that, and and then at the very end, you, you kind of think to yourself, you can see the, the the goal and the vision that you that you want to create. It's becoming, it's happening, and the only way that it's not going to happen is if you stop, right? And um, and it's very difficult to stop when you're in a flow state because it's like you're in this what I call euthorium uh, or euthoria. Uh, what's 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 the word I'm looking for? Yeah, it is. You you euthorium euthorium is this kind of um, state of like oh wow I'm kind of really enjoying myself type of thing of a state <laughs> of happiness. Do you know what I mean? It, it sounds like I, I'm, I'm kind of smoking something or whatever it is, but it's um, <laughs> but it's literally like a state of happiness where effectively, you know, you're so aligned to what you're doing and you're giving so much back. Um, and for me, when we when we create stuff like that, and we and most and it's always free, by the way, is we love to give back. Like it's one of our core values. It, we love to add value to people. But we have zero expectation from people, and that is that's a really important part. Because if you ex if you expect from other people, like if I expect something to come off the back of this, like then I'm going to be very disappointed. And so the best thing to do is to is to come up with give as much as you can possibly can. And I'm a real big believer in um, the manifestation and law of attraction. Is that the more that you give the more that you get back. The universe will reward you in many different ways. Now, some people might say to me, well, Adam, that's really good. And I love what you're saying. However, I'm still waiting. Okay. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I used to have this question, Andrea. I'm still waiting for that. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's been months now. How long, how long? And, um, <laughs> but the, 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 but the reality is, is, is that, you know, it's, it's all to do with, the universe will reward you at times that you least expect it. And again, otherwise you have these expectations or whatever it is. So I hope that kind of answers the question. No, I, I was just laughing because it's like totally, we are so aligned, you cannot even imagine. And I'm not answering this or I, I'm not explaining this. Just read Christian's uh, comment that <laughs> it's really reminding her of my last year's struggle when I was organizing the same like four year summit and being live and organizing alone. And it was huge and I got so drained after it. But mm -hmm. but the, the organi organizing and, and the whole thing, I just felt like I'm in a in a in a good meaning racing tunnel like yes. i just wanted that 
that when you are on the stage or when you were on the tracks as an athlete, I feel, felt the same thing during the three months when I was organizing this because it was giving me so much pleasure to just to create something and give it to the people for free and, mm. and then just give this immense value to the people. And I think it's the same what you had, that people don't understand that they have to do the things to experience the joy, to experience the getting back. You have to do it. You cannot wait. You cannot just stand and, and say like someone else will do it. And then you join in because it's not the same feeling when you accomplish something and, and it's giving you so much power after it when you manage to do it, right? And then True, true. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh -huh. I just love how similar we are. Gita is here and then she has a question. So how do you um, prolong the flow state? So she's saying that she's going in and out it. And uh, how do I not let negative things bring me down and stop the flow state? That's her question. Yeah, it is a good question, actually. Um, and I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, um, you have to develop what I call perceptional awareness. And what do I mean by that? It's basically, well, okay, so if I'm in a state of flow, right, Gita? If I'm in a state of flow and um, and say halfway through whatever it is that I'm focusing on, whatever that might be, I get distracted or whatever it is. I need to be aware of what, what's distracting me. What can I do to, um, what can I do to prevent that from affecting me emotionally spiritually physically and mentally how is it how can i how can i control that yeah so um and i don't know what that negative ne negativity might be it might be that it might be your voice in your head telling you that you're not good enough right or whatever it might be okay but again it goes back to how powerful is your vision and i'm really big into vision um and if if you create a big enough vision that's going to help people and it's aligned to your values, then you shouldn't need to get them out of flow state at all. Okay. It's just when the that nagging voice in the back of your head thinking you're not good enough, you know, uh, this person's doing better than you, you start making judgments and things like that. But really you shouldn't need to, because you, you moved into this, you moved into uh, getting into that zone, uh, which we already talked about. If you moved into that, and you focus on that vision and what you want to what what you want to create, um, then you shouldn't have any problems with flow state. So I hope that kind of um, uh, answers your question. Um, but that's that's what that's what it does to me. Um, so I need to really kind of be. Um, see, it was that voice telling you. So, so there you go. It was. And and the thing is, is that you you just have to tell your voice. You know what? No, I am better than what you say I am. No. Um, and it's like kind of this, it's a bit like playing devil's advocate, right? You've got, um, one person saying, oh yes, you can do it. Gita. Yes, you can do it. Then you've got the other person saying, no, you can't do it. No, you can't do it. And it's kind of this like battle between the two. Um, and it's kind of, you have to keep them in check. Right. But the reality is, is that, um, the other thing is, well, which really worked for me in the early stages is. I kept on conditioning my mindset. Um, and one of the best things that I did, actually, I use a uh, YouTube videos, right? So there was this thing where I typed in and I did this particularly when I was working out in the gym and stuff. I typed in the best motivational uh, video ever. 
and there'll be these like mixture of athletes, Hollywood stars, celebrities, and things like that, right? And they tell, and they'll and they'll be speaking to me in a in a way, in a soft and a high tone voice, and a mixture of it'll be like Rocky Balboa or whatever it is, telling me, "Yes, you can do it. Yes, you want to do it. Yes, yes, yes." And so it kind of like gets you super pumped. You're like, okay, let's go. Let's go take on the world type of thing. So you've got to find something that really kind of helps control that. Um, and that, that's just what worked for me. That's great advice. Great advice. Hope that that helps. And uh, I think there's another aspect to this before we go further with uh, one of the other questions that I want to point out uh, from earlier. Uh, what The other aspect we always forget that now everywhere online, as we mentioned, we are pushed to be present. We are pushed to do more than we maybe can. So it's really important to do quality and focused work according to your own to your own level of, of capacity, right? What do you think about this, Adam? Because I feel that people are pressured to do much more than a normal human being is capable of. And people saying Alzheimer's is just crashing back because in the 30s already of the people, just because technology is overwhelming us. So so how can people set boundaries uh, and, and still keep energized and have that flow? Yeah, again, goes back to your core values at the end of the day. Um, I'm, I'm really big into core values, right? And and again, if it doesn't, if it's not aligned and it doesn't match to you as the person, then you have to then re-question yourself and think, am I doing what am I doing? Does it give me, like, let me tell you, like, it, for me, I there are five, three to five core values I live by every day. And so if they don't match, what I do in terms of my activity and my output every day, then generally I'm not going to be the A player. I'm not going to come up with excellence. I'm not going to be it with high energy. I'm not going to have to be passionate and love and alive and all of that great stuff. Um, I'm basically just doing stuff because I think that it's correct. But who says it's correct? Who says that? But it's just me telling me what's right and what's wrong. But again, it goes back to your core values at the end of the day. So um, for me, um, I think for, from my perspective, it's just it's just really about making sure that you're you're aligned to that or aligned, aligned to those values every single day. Um, and what's the other thing? I was going to say something else, but I've kind of lost the flow now. Um, <laughs> there was something else that, that, that was off the top of my head and it was on the tip of my tongue. I was just about to say it and then it suddenly, oh, damn it. But anyway, I'll come back to it. So, um, but yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like filtering through your own values, right? Whenever you do something, you filter through your own values, your own boundaries, and and, and then you just do what, what is really aligned with that. That's the, that's the key message. And, and you just yeah. put aside every digital um, disruption and everything, whatever goes in uh, around Absolutely. the world. And the sec second thing, what I wanted to get back, because I think it's too much of an important point that you mentioned, it's about uh, hiring high uh, quality people, like not, not hiring uh, cheap um, workforce to save money, but rather invest money into your business for high quality people to get the speed. So I would like to talk a little bit about this. Mm -hmm. Like people tend to, at the, especially at the beginning of your business, right? You don't have so much money. Well, so you are tend to save, save. And then I have like freelancers I'm working with, but yeah, sometimes it's making it easier. Sometimes it took me two hours just to 
to get the, to the point. So what is your point? And, and tell me a little bit more about this, this, um, this thing. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Um, so from my perspective, right, what the beauty about the way that we're living our lives right now is the fact that we have full accessibility to the A players. Whereas before, they were untouchable. Like, literally, they were so busy. Didn't matter what they charged. They were so busy because they were getting results for other people. So I used to think, and this is what I, I'll tell you what I used to think. I used to think, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend, I don't know, $10 here, $20 here, whatever it might be, to, to do this. Um, but the reality was is that I found that it took 10 times longer, 10 times more energy, and it distracted me from what I really wanted to do, which was, you know, what I really enjoyed doing about my business, essentially, right? Any activities, and, and I teach this to a lot of my clients, is it's not your to-do list that you need to create every day. It's your stop-doing list. What are the things that you need to stop doing in your business that you can then delegate out um, and uh, in fact, we did a, a great episode yesterday on our podcast and we talked about, um, <laughs> it was more of a rant around, um, stop doing stuff yourself type of thing. Right. It was kind of, uh, um, I, I just, I just don't get it. Right. But listen, I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt. I know exactly what people go through at the very beginning and you have to figure out ways. It's all about self-worth, right? How do you value yourself? So if you value yourself, say, for example, I had a goal, okay? And say my goal was that I wanted to earn, say, I don't know, 100 grand a year, right? Just hypothetically speaking. And I'm going to give you four weeks holiday because I'm being very generous. And I, I said that you'd have to do 50 hours a week um, of working, which is actually pretty conservative for an entrepreneur. So I know that roughly I need to make roughly around 45 US dollars a an hour um, in order to really hit those targets. So if I break it down, really, really break it down, okay? So if I'm doing activities which effectively can be done for less than 45 bucks an hour, then guess what? I need to delegate those stuff out. And then I can focus on, it's like I'm releasing myself uh, from activities that is going to take um, 10 times longer. So the question you have to ask yourself is, who can I hire that enjoys it more than I do? can I hire that's cheaper than me? Who can I hire that is going to do a much better job than me? And who can I hire that essentially is, um, um, that's going to, that's going to deliver the goods at, at a much higher standard. So if I, if I can find that person that's, that ticks all four boxes for me, then guess what? Off you go. See you later. Um, because, <laughs> because I just don't have time. I want to enjoy the things about and it, you know, listen, there's certain things that you enjoy in your business. There's certain things I enjoy in my business. And there's, I'm not going to, I'm not here to tell you what's right and what's wrong. That's your own decision and their own, your own choices. But ultimately, if you really want to go uh, and attract top talent in your business, okay, then you're going to need to pay top dollar for it at the end, uh, top dollar. The, the thing that I would say is just to make sure that you've got um, uh, some level of expectation. So expectations are really important in terms of management. Uh, and also, the other thing I was going to say to you as well is make sure you do your due diligence. 
right? So you'll have someone that you might have spoken to and they're good at talking the talk. But the question I have to ask myself is, are you good at walking the walk? I need to see results. I need to see your case studies. I want to speak to some of your clients. I want to know if they're happy. I want to know if they're if you can deliver the goods to me. Okay. If I'm gonna go a little bit more and above, then I need to know. I need to be feel reassured that we are can work together in alignment, but also we can effectively um, get results for for my clients and things like that. So I think it's really important to set to make sure that you set those expectations. And yes, there are incentives. Yes, there's bonuses or whatever it might be. But effectively, if you've got those ducks in a row, then then you'll be then then that's what you could do to attract A players. The last point that I wanted to make as well is making sure that you've created a culture, which number one we talk about core values, but number one, uh, your personal values matches to your business values, but also the people that you bring in there is an alignment between their personal values and your business value. Because if there is a misalignment, it ain't going to work. <laughs> There's going to be conflict in, in your business and stuff like that. So I want to make sure in my business, for example, in our culture is that, you know, everyone is high energetic. You take personal responsibility and not blame others. Um, and um, the other thing I was going to say is, is that, if you work hard, you get paid well type of thing, right? So you get compensated accordingly and let's have fun, which is really super important for me. It's all about having fun. If you're not having fun, what you're doing, we're not aligned to each other. So I hope that kind of helps. That's great. That's great. Uh, Gita is also saying that, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, get help when you need it. Otherwise, you're spending valuable time doing things that takes a full day for you, but may take an hour for a person, for another person. So exactly the point here. So maybe it costs you money, but maybe it saves you the time and the money that you would spend on as yourself doing it and it will cost you in, in your time much more and you as Adam said you cannot do the things what you love and then you get frustrated you get burned out so just don't go there and and hire the good professionals as Adam said if you are once you are managing once once you can it right because there are some yeah. levels right Adam so at the beginning you can just search for people who are on your level and then once the money is starting to come in then you you align it and, and go for mm -hmm. higher levels. So really, really good advices here. So before we go further on uh, with discussing different topics uh, about all the other things that you do, because there are so many things, can you mention a little bit about your podcast and where can people listen to you so that if they love what you say, then they can follow you and, and, and listen to your advices and, and ideas? Sure. Uh, well, believe it or not, uh, our podcast, which is called The Game Changers Experience, um, I believe uh, our wonderful friends in Malaysia, I think it's our third biggest market, believe it or not. So thank you very much to everyone that listens in. Um, it's on all the main podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Podchaser, um, Spotify, etc. Go to the Game Changers Experience podcast. Um, I believe we're coming up to episode 91. So, um, so we've been going since June of last year. We do two shows, two episodes a week. Uh, we have uh, an interview on a Tuesday and on a Thursday, we just have a solo episode and um, we've actually been, uh, we're actually in the top 3% in the world now. I think, believe, I believe there's now 2.3 million podcasts now, which is insane. 
Um, but, effect, but effectively, we're in the top 3% globally now, which is fantastic. Uh, so we have a, a lot of listeners over in Malaysia, in India, um, in, um, in some in the Philippines as well, and also uh, in the UK and the US. So, you know, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's great. We have a great um, marketing team as well. So, um, but yeah, so you're welcome to come and uh have a few uh, have a listen to some of the great episodes in there and listen some of the people on there that we that we've just done some great interviews with are absolutely at the top of their game from new york times best-selling authors to uh olympic athletes goal-winning athletes um all the way through to senior authorities major leaders thought leaders in their in their in their businesses so yeah so today, listeners or the audience, go and follow uh, Game Changers Experience uh, podcast uh, with Adam Strong and learn a lot. And, and I think it will be so inspiring just as this talk today. So let's go further. Adam, you are awarded as the best man supporting women. How did this happen? <laughs> I'm so, so, so supporting men who are helping women to be heard. So tell me a little bit about this. All right. So good question, really. So interestingly enough, there's a story behind this because there's always a great story behind something. So back in 2014, 2015, something like that, about six, seven years ago, um, we was actually working in the corporate well-being space. OK. And so we were going to companies would help them to increase their productivity and their employee engagement um, in, in their business. That's that's what our goal was. Right. Um, and we did it from a holistic lifestyle um, well-being perspective, okay? So it was looking at uh, not just your physical health, but it was looking at your nutrition. It was looking at your uh, mindset, many different things. So we basically created, um, we basically created different stuff, yeah? Um, and so one of the things that we really got stuck in our business was lead generation, like getting your foot into the doorway in the corporations was a real challenge for us and um uh, basically one of the things one one of the things that me and my my coach at the time came up with is we decided that in order to really get into the spotlight okay we needed to get access to the decision makers and so you can't just walk into someone's office and say excuse me can i see the boss please they'd be like uh make an appointment i've got two months waiting list um, it's just not gonna happen um so you have to then think to yourself well who has access to those individuals well generally it's the personal assistants or the executive assistants of those companies so one of the things that we did is we created uh, a association and we called it the association of extraordinary pas because with a pa or an ea generally they're the dog's body of the company okay they do everything and every and anything they generally know most things operationally and they're generally the backbone of a company but they're not recognized in the same ways as maybe a senior manager or someone like that so we wanted to create a association which then we then did some uh, monthly events where we got sponsorship and generally um a hotel or a hos hos hospitable um venue would then provide this with the venue and some and some food and drink um believe it or not we actually didn't pay anything for those events we got major sponsorship 
purely because we were bringing in targeted clients for the hotel, we would give them a platform to be able to get them exposed to potential clients. And then what would happen is that we would develop a relationship over time with that individual. And then they would then introduce us to their boss, right? And then that's how we then effectively got our leg in the doorway. And obviously, it's the only one of the very few industries in the world which is mainly females, believe it or not. Okay, you don't get really many male-dominated um, executive or personal assistants, but that it's a female-oriented um, industry. And so it was just a really great thing. And so one, the reason why I got that award is purely because um, we were empowering women more in particular. But number two <clears throat> is that we were facilitating a, a series of events that would help them learn and grow themselves, increase their confidence and being able to increase their self-value more than anything else, self-worth and self-value. If you've got those two things, you then combine that with increased confidence and then you can say, do you know what, I'm worthy. I can actually take your job. I can fulfill the uh, role of the senior management role and go for it. So. That's what it's about, and uh, that's how, that's how the um, that's how the award kind of took place, and that's why we continue to support women as we go along. So, well, uh, in name of the women, I really appreciate this first of all because I love to love to elevate people who are not in the in the viewer viewers how you say that not in the audience or not not in sight, right? So it's really right. good when when underrepresented groups get someone who is elevating them, like the PAs, because they just do amazing works. Right? I, I saw powerhouse ladies doing so much work for communities, for for companies, and they are never mentioned. It's like I always say that, oh, who built this road? because the road builders they never got like appreciation for building us these roads which are making it possible for us to commute uh, around the countries right it's just there are simple simple jobs which makes our life like possible because otherwise we couldn't just do anything and we not, don't appreciate it's the same like the frontliners now they are appreciated that because they are nurses and doctors but before <laughs> you don't appreciate them you have to have a situation to to elevate and lift them up and i think one one or two things that i found very powerful in this uh, what you told just right now is is the gatekeepers like like getting leads and getting connections and and networking uh this is really important to give keep like really good relationships with the gatekeepers, Absolutely. right? <laughs> so that, that's something it's really important if you network. And the other one is the appreciation. So so give appreciations to everyone, whoever you meet, because you never know how, how your relationship will, will elevate and how you can help each other in the future. So these are amazing points, Adam, and thank you for that. So Gita is also saying super innovative <laughs> association of women bees. So she's also appreciating it. Let's go further. Uh, you are also doing impact work. Uh, now all around the world, impact hubs are popping up like uh, little mushrooms and trying to help uh, people who want to have some purpose like the uh, businesses. And, and I heard a lot of, lot of, lot of people talking about changing the whole ecosystem and creating all these impact hub uh, based a kind of existence of people as a society. So why do you think it's so important to create purpose-driven companies and, and what makes them more impactful? Yeah, well, there's two questions there. Uh, now, the first question is, is what, why, why purpose-driven 
companies or organizations, right? Well, so statistics have now proved that, and and I and again I wrote I quoted this in my new book is that companies that are more purpose driven actually are more profitable than those that are not. So what do I mean by purpose? Well, purpose is about realizing why you exist. Okay, it's about what what's the reason why I exist? Okay, it's about really kind of questioning that. And what is the big why factor? What, 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 why do we coexist? And, and for what reasons? And, and what's the end result for people? So if you can really understand the purpose in you as individuals and as you as business owners, and they, how they align together, what that's going to do is it's going to increase your profitability twofold, because I see a lot of especially smaller businesses and entrepreneurs is they are wearing way too many hats. They are um, trying to do everything to every and serve everybody become completely overwhelmed and not knowing when to say no. Okay, really, really important. Um, so for me, there there is a lot of strong evidence to say that you know what purpose driven companies, something which is if you're more uh, the question you have to ask yourself is if I'm if I feel like I have a purpose on on in in the globe or in the world, if I am more aligned, I'm going to love what I do. I'm going to be more passionate what I do. I'm going to be more energetic with what I do. Then guess what? I'm going to earn more money purely and naturally, not forcefully, but naturally I'm going to earn more money. My company is going to earn more money. That is the way it works. And there are some, uh, some great examples of that. Um, you know, um, for example, with Whole Foods, with uh, Nike, even the big corporations have embraced the, per the, the power of purpose. Um, and you can see that their profitability is just that, that, that they're, they're right up there. So I hope that kind of answers your, your, your question. Yes, that's, that's really something that I wanted to get out of this. So thank you very much for, for summing it up. And uh, I think it's also very important to mention that that if you have your impact and your purpose, right, you are attracting like-minded people. So you're to you because it's so clear what you are, why you are here in the, in the world. And you are so good in that, like building communities. So my next question would be about your community. So what's the secret of building great communities? What 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 is what is working for you? Because you see now Facebook, there are community apps like popping up again where people can create their own communities and everyone is trying to optimize it in a way so that it's helping the community to grow so kind of like what is your secret adam in community building well there's a number of things really first of all um i would probably say which i think is crucial making sure that what you're doing on a daily basis um match so, so you're going to, I call them tribes. So um, a tribe and community is slightly different. And there could be an internal tribe and there could be um, an external tribe or whatever, right? So when you run a small business, you generally run a tribe. Uh, if you run a large organization, you generally, and it's generally different departments and it's tribe of tribes, which are then uh, aligned. So in order to really create a tribe, a really sort of fulfilling tribe is there's got to be synchronicity between you and the individuals. 
there's got to be like a vision. There's got to be a vision and a mission attached to that because if there is a vision and a mission, people know that where they're going towards. Does that make sense? And then they go back to their own personal values and they think to themselves, am I, does what this say align to what I want to achieve in life? Does that make sense? And this is how you then create uh, champions, champions that are going to promote your brand. Um, we, I call them torchbearers. So we've got torchbearers, field recruits, and um, what's the other one? Ambassadors. So the different, there's, there are three main differences. So you've got your field recruits that champion. They love your brand. They love what you stand for. Then you've got your torchbearers, um, which essentially are um, uh, are people that don't doesn't matter what you offer them, they'll buy it uh, because they really believe what you said to believe, and they're going to deliver the results that you're going to do what you say you do. And then the last one, which is ambassadors, which is a set of effectively, if I'm doing a uh, an event with a big influencer or a thought leader. Um, They'll then use their own social media platforms or their own um, tribe of people to then tell them about me. <laughs> yes, for just for building relationships and stuff like that. So really super important to do that. And um, and then you've got this like communication as well. So, yeah, really, really important. So, yeah. So that to me is that to me is super important. I, we've got a great tribe actually on Facebook. It's not the biggest one. But what's important for me is quality over quantity uh, more than anything else. So there you go. That's that's uh, actually something that that is really like a good word to use here, like uh, torch bearers, right? That's what you used. And also, I love the aspect of the brand ambassadors, like the people, because it makes employment, for example, for companies uh, and recruiting so much easier that you just put yourself out there. What's your purpose? And attracting immediately the people who can be your brand ambassadors. And it, it, this makes it so much easier for companies. And the third thing, when you find like-minded people, like brand ambassadors, it can help you to spread the word about your own things and the activity and together you will reach a wider audience, right? So that's, that's really, really important. So we could, I guess, talk for more, more hours and hours and hours. <laughs> we are already speaking like for one hour, exactly 57 minutes. So I don't, will not take you more because I know that you are very, very busy. So I have a two, three questions more left about mainly, I know that you are very busy and today people are struggling with work-life integration. So how do you relax? How do you find your peace? And, and what do you do to make sure that you are not burnt out with all the things that you do? Good question. And it was a really, um, it was an epiphany that I came to the realization about, again, asking yourself, what do you want in life? So there are four things that I that I make sure that if I'm not doing these four things, it's going to be completely irrelevant. So the four main things for me is, <clears throat> am I having fun? Okay, so that's first important, really important to have. You've got to have fun. Secondly, I've got to feel free. So freedom is like, it's going to help me release my energy or whatever it is. Thirdly, family. You know, because at the end of the day, like for me, I've got four kids, family's super important. So I've got to make sure that they're looked after as well as running my own business. And the last thing, super important, happiness. 
If you're not happy with what you do, guess what? Change it because you can bitch, moan, and complain about where you're at right now. But the reality is, is that it's down to you. Your choices, you put yourself in this position, so therefore you change it. That's my analogy. Take personal responsibility. Perfect, perfect advice. And then uh, once again, as you said, these are things that we do from experience. We already experienced it. We found out that it's working for us. But there is always a cautious uh, like announcement here that you have to find your ways, right? That's why this show is also called cool. Your Way. So we are not here to tell you what you will do and how you should do it. We just try to inspire you to find your way so that you are not lost in this world of disruption. Uh, and the last thing I think I would like to to tell to the to you and to ask a little bit we we didn't really talk exactly about what you do so this is kind of like the place where you could explain what you do and how and why can people turn to you as an as an expert so tell us about your profession a little bit and some call to actions what can they do after this call if they want to reach you sure uh, thanks very much for asking I appreciate it um, what do we do? So we mainly work with six to, six to seven figure professional business owners that essentially want to create purposeful, um, fun, scalable and impactful businesses for the future. So um, I really like working with those types of people that want to create those things. So that's essentially what we do. Uh, we have, a, 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 I suppose, a, a year um, a year program, which is an accelerator program, which we're actually doing right now. And uh, we're going through those. We've got some great modules. And at the end of that, the whole goal is for people to increase their profitability and grow their business. That's the goal for, for the program. Uh, we've actually got a great tool that I think you guys will really enjoy. We've actually got um, a great scorecard that I, I, I just think is a great tool. It's about uh, 40 odd questions, 35, 40 questions and thereabouts, really simple questions, uh, yes, no answers. But at the end of that, you get a free report. And um, what I love about this is that it's, it gives you a tool which is tangible that you can go away and you can think to yourself, Do you know what, this is definitely something that I can go away with that it's a working document and then I can work towards improving my scores in particular areas. So we look at five different areas from clarity to identity to monetization. Um, I can't remember all of them, but anyway, um, <laughs> there are five key areas and those are the five key areas that you need in order to create a more fun, purposeful and scalable business. So um, I, it, I'm just trying to think of what the uh, URL is now. Oh, that's right. Um, it's uh, gamechangers.scoreapp.com, I think, or something like that. I probably got that completely incorrectly. But what I'll do is I'll reach out to you, Andrew, and and, uh, and and give you the the URL. Yeah, just give me the URL and I will put it in the comments uh, on YouTube and on uh, Facebook so people can reach you directly from the comments if they watch it later. And uh, I think we are... I think perfectly on time and it was a complex and then very complete conversation about all the things that you do about making a profitable, impactful and purpose-driven business with, I think, also the aspect of a healthy person with values and boundaries and, and aligned with the path and the purpose that uh, they are doing. So it's amazing. Thank you very much for this. And we always say goodbye with, uh, with a final message to the audience in 2021. Everyone is struggling. Everyone is anxious. 
So what's your uplifting message here at the end of the show for the people listening to us? Uh, implement, take action, don't sit on the fence, uh, make choice, uh, make, uh, make different choices. If it's not working, uh, then analyze and analyze your life and do something which you are more purpose driven uh, towards something. So, but that to me is, I'm, I'm a big thing in, in terms of speed of implementation and execution. So don't just sit on the fence and, and, and just uh, take it all in. And if you've been writing notes, which you should have been anyway, don't let those notes gather dust and, and collect on the shelf. So I would just say that. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.